Hello, Naked Peeps, and you're listening to another fabulous episode of The Naked Nerd. I am the Naked Nerd himself. How you all doing, everyone? It seems like it's been a lifetime, but it's only been a couple of weeks. Um, last week, unfortunately, I wasn't able to actually attend uh, and make an episode because of things going on. But this week, I'm hoping just to do a bit of a catch-up and say hello to everyone. I hope everyone is doing well, um, even though there is a new strain of COVID known as Omicron. Um and it seems that cases are starting to rise. Um, I'm hoping that that uh, surge in cases actually settles down. But I hope that everyone is, is doing okay. Um, and I hope that everyone is doing the best that they can to protect themselves from COVID, including getting vaccinated. Um, but yes, let's hope for the best, everyone. Um I myself have been preparing for turning 35 this week and it has been a bit of uh, of a weird sensation. I've been having this sense of impending doom um, and I'm not sure why that is. Well, I, I kind of know what it is because uh, now that I'm 35 and have been more than, an, well, I say more of an adult, but let's face it, I am quite childish, but... Nevertheless, I've been feeling a sense of, how does one put it, a a bit of a uh, sense of impending doom because of the unknowing, uh, well, the unknowingness, that's even a word, uh, of the rest of my life. Because I'm not sure if if it's a uh, midlife crisis type of thing, but... I'm suddenly having this, uh, this urge of like, oh my god, it's uh, starting to become very real for me, and I am a little scared, but I'm a little bit hopeful for what's uh, going to happen after thirty-five. But I would love some advice. I would love some advice about what life is like after thirty-five because I want to know what it actually feels like, or if, if it's just all well. It is all in my head, obviously, because, one, this sense of impending is usually associated with my anxiety, but I'd love to know what it actually feels like to live past 35, because, uh, realistically, in uh, older parts of history, 35 was considered to be, like, the age of of being... uh, able to live a full life and I don't feel like I've done that just yet I feel like there's still a lot of life to give even though I've been through a lot of issues myself so I'd love to know one what advice you have for me uh for turning 35 and two what's life like after 35 is it a smooth road to the finish or is it just going to be a bumpy roller coaster um but uh, please send in uh, some advice and please send in your, your birthday wishes if you please. Um, but moving on. So I'd like to discuss a couple of new developments with regards to a couple groups that I'm part of. That includes the Australian Nature's Federation, the ANF, and the YNOA, the Young Nudists of Australia. But where to begin? So let's start off with the ANF because I've only been recently a part of that particular group. 
for the last couple of years. Actually, I've only recently become a member of that particular federation. And it's starting to grow and it's starting to uh, become a little, uh, a little bit more functional than I originally uh, heard and understood. Um, but speaking of uh, functionality, they recently elected a new committee into play because one, uh, that's how most clubs and federations work. They need to vote in a new committee to keep the actual group uh, fresh and uh, new, um, but also to bring in new changes. Um, so, it is my pleasure to uh, to let everyone know uh, of the new committee. And all the details about the committee are on their website, um, which is at oznatural.org.au but the committee itself comprises of Mick who is still the current president it also comprises of a a mixture of old and new members of of the committee some I've actually spoken to others um, I haven't had the pleasure of meeting face to face obviously because of COVID um, but the ANF what? So, or rather, who are they? So, we obviously have President Mick, uh, who uh, is keeping the role for at least another year, as it is uh, noted in the Constitution. We also have Vice President Jenny, um, who is from Queensland. And uh, congratulations to Jenny on becoming the Vice President. Uh, Next, we have Richard, who I've had the pleasure of meeting and knowing from the ACT Nudist Club. And... um, He's actually a really good person uh, and best fitting for the job. Uh, next, we have the treasurer, uh, Gavin, who I've only met a couple of times, but he's actually very good at his at his job. And Gavin actually has had to do multiple jobs with the actual uh, Federation over the last year. So it's really glad to know that he's able to actually do the one job uh, uh, for now and uh, not having to worry about doing... 50 other things, um, but congratulations to our treasurer Gavin. Um, next we have the ANF Individuals Member Administration, so an Administrator, um, but she will be handling the administration of individual members, uh, and she goes by the name of Jay, and she is also from Queensland. Um, we also have a number of state representatives, um, uh, including Richard uh, from the ACT, uh, Mark from New South Wales, Josh from Queensland, uh, Shaz from uh, South Australia, uh, and was and they're still looking for uh, a couple of other people to represent the Northern Territory and Western Australia and Tassie. Um, we've also had uh, news of uh, the, a new role of newsletter editor, um, and he goes by the name of Jeff. So congratulations. Um, oh, in addition to that, uh, Josh, who is the state representative for Queensland, will also be the public relations uh, officer, uh, and he will be helping to promote uh, the ANF and helping others to uh, basically be able to deal with uh, media outlets and such. Um, but 
great news for the ANF. Um, some of these faces I, I don't know uh, too well and I hope to get to know. Uh, one of them is quite familiar and I've actually uh, realised where I know them from. Um, but I hope to actually get to know them quite uh, well. And it's actually really great that the ANF are able to have such a mixture of people. And I'm hoping that this continues on for the next, uh, for what, well, forever, basically. So, if you'd like to be part of the ANF, uh, you can start off by being a member. So, if you want to become a member of the Australian Naturist Federation, please, please contact them via their website. Uh, you can actually go onto the website and they have a member application form. And on that form, you can actually note what type of member you would like. Uh, they have a subscriber uh, level which is free then there's the basic uh, subscription which is $30 um, and a premium membership which is $35 now with the basic you get uh, a a membership card you also get access to certain material including the uh, the uh, ANF newsletter the premium uh, I believe there's uh, everything that goes with the basic but one other thing which I will need to uh, catch up on in terms of making sure that I have my information correct but um, the basic is $30 the premium uh, membership is 35 but there is a discount if you're affiliated with a uh, with an affiliated club or group uh, so make sure if you are going to sign up um, make sure that you check that you are a, a, a member of an affiliated club because there is a discount involved. Now, uh, make sure that you have a proof of identification, including a license or passport, because in order to actually uh, have that membership uh, uh, process properly, um, Information such as uh, ID needs to be probably approved. With that in mind, I would highly suggest you join the ANF if you want to be able to expand your uh, naturist slash nudist uh, community. Um, but on to some uh, news about the YNOA, so the Young News of Australia. It's been announced over the last week or so that Dan and Tash of the Young Nudists of Australia uh, will be handing over their keys of leadership uh, to someone new. Now, I don't know who that is going to be. I'm hoping that it's obviously going to be someone that I already know. But it is actually, it's not a, a huge shock, obviously, because, um, because they've been with the leaders of the group for years. And... I'm very sure that they're going to stay in touch with everyone. It's not like they're going to like uh, cut the connection that we've made. But it is quite... Uh, it's both sad, but it's both sad and a happy moment because they've actually done the best that they've... they've the best that they can. Sorry. Uh, I am getting a little bit emotional because these people have basically helped me to invigorate my love for my body... Uh, by uh, allowing me to be part of such an important group. Um, 
yeah, without Dan and Tash, I wouldn't have had the courage to do this particular podcast and actually have the courage to be more comfortable with myself than anything else. Um, so I'd like to give a big shout out to Dan and uh, Tash for uh, all their work that they've done with the Young News of Australia. I know these last couple of years have been rough and it's actually been quite rough for every uh, nature's community uh, to actually be able to uphold any sort of nudist activity because of COVID. But that being said, the last few years have been awesome and I wish Dan and Tash all the very best. Um, I hope they drop in a, in, uh, in sometime to do an episode of the show, but I hope that whoever does uh, take their keys to the group are able to, one, uh, hold some of the same values and uh, warmth that they've had uh, in the news community uh, that they formed, and two, are able to, actually, well, not just actually, but, um, sorry, my word, uh, choice of words are a bit askew at the moment, um, but I'm hoping that they're able to continue uh, Dan and Tasha's work for many years to come. Um, but yes, uh, Dan and Tash, I hope that you are listening to this. Um, and I wish you both the very best um, in uh, your future in, in the newest movement. Um, but moving on, moving on, moving on. Because uh, moving on is really hard to do. Um, especially when you are pushing mid-30s. But speaking of moving on, um, Doctor Who. Now, what does it have to do with moving on? So, I recently have been watching the latest season of Doctor Who. And it has been a bit of an adventure. So, the latest season. And uh, just before I actually go into it. Uh, spoilers, there's uh, huge spoilers because obviously um, there are some people who have yet to watch the season or are waiting uh, to watch the season properly. So, I'm going to give everyone three seconds. Three, two, one. Okay, I'm done and spoilers away. So, Doctor Who Flux. So, this season was, is, was called Doctor Who Flux. And it was a six-part season where all the episodes connected to each other and involved a a universe-exterminating event called the Flux. Um, Now, we start off with with episode one of Flux, where... uh, this mysterious uh, storm known as the Flux appears and it completely devastates planets and galaxies. Um, No one knows where it came from. No one uh, uh, knew who actually created it. But we get to uh, become introduced to a couple of new uh, alien species. Well, new to us, but uh, not so new to uh, the Doctor in their particular past, but I'm getting ahead of myself. So, we start off with the Doctor being held uh, captive 
with uh, companion Yaz, and is being held captive by a species known as Lupari. Turns out the Lupari are a dog race, and it's actually very interesting to uh, uh, look at these particular species of dog as a companion. Um, now, the story starts off with a bit of an escape, but it ends up leading to a few characters, including uh, Dan, who is from Liverpool, um, who ends up uh, being captured by uh, the same Lupari, the same dog compa- uh, alien race, and uh, it all sets uh, a really weird adventure because of this uh, extension level event called the Flux. Um, and it turns out that Lupari, this dog race, are companion species that are meant to protect each and every human that is on Earth. Now, that's how the actual story starts. But it then leads on to some time meddling uh, involving the Suntarans. It also involves some uh, issues involving the Doctor's past, um, involving time, and involving a new race of species known as the Swarm, or rather uh, a Duro species known as the Swarm, um, who, from what I've understood, have been reintroduced um, by an unknown force. Well, at least it was not unknown for the first half of the, the season. The rest of the season deals with the aftermath of a couple of things, uh, involving the Weeping Angels, involving time travel, involving uh, psychic uh, messages, involving uh, the erasure of people, involving uh, dimensions and uh, doorways in on Earth, um, and basically it's... Uh, leads to this one big event where it turns out that uh, the Doctor's past uh, of her past selves, not necessarily the 12 uh, regenerations that we talk about, that, that I talked about, but the past that is uh, hidden from her uh, because of the person that ended up finding her, which was Tectayun. Uh, for those of you who don't know who Tectayun is, uh, or was, uh, you need to watch the previous season because that explains the Doctor's origin in in some parts. Um, now, I know I'm going a little bit uh, quick with this review because, one, uh, it does go into a lot of different uh, parts of the universe. It also goes outside the universe. But these episodes went... Uh, from go to O, from uh, uh, sorry, from zero to the speed of light in a matter of seconds, um, which I'm not sure if that actually is correct, but you know, don't quote me on that. But it it just went from all these different mini stories combined into this one huge story, and it ended up uh, leading to uh, understanding that. Uh, the Doctor's uh, memory, memories were kept from her and that they were stored um, in a fob watch. 
So for those of you who don't know what a FobWatch is, um, on Gallifrey, they use uh, certain devices such as a FobWatch to hide the uh, the memories and hide the uh, the DNA of a Time Lord. Um, but that was used to actually hide the memories of the Doctor's previous regenerations in her past as well, uh, all of which are stored on this particular FobWatch. Um, and again, spoilers, but she ends up not using it at the end. She en- she opens it, but is not actually revealed uh, in terms of her memories, which I would have loved to have seen because I think it would have been uh, something that would have helped set up these th- uh, next three specials because Jodie Whittaker, who plays the Doctor, is going to be uh, hanging up uh, the role... Uh, next year after the third special and there's going to be three so uh, there's going to be the new year's special I believe there's two others I think it's an Easter special and uh, a Christmas special Um, now this is going to lead to a new doctor now who that doctor is going to be uh, still don't know we still don't know Um, but everything is leading up to this new regeneration that's going to occur now, moving on to some other uh, nerdy stuff. I've also been recently going back to some gaming. And I started to uh, go back to the Switch because uh, recently Nintendo released the remakes of, uh, of a couple of Pokemon games. Um, so back in 2007 and 2008... Um, Nintendo released on the Nintendo DS uh, Pokemon uh, Diamond and Pearl. And those two games had been remade to become Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Pokemon Shiny Pearl. Both of these games take place in the Sinnoh region. Um, And basically, uh, it follows along the same storyline that you basically... Uh, viewing a new Pokemon to add to a Pokedex, an encyclopedia of the Pokemon in that region. Um, it also uh, goes into a storyline about uh, about this uh, team, known as Team Galactic, who are trying to create a new universe, uh, basically using a couple of Pokemon that control the universe. Um, and depending on which version of the game you have, it the actual story uh, differs. So, if you have a Brilliant Diamond, you'll be trying to catch the Pokemon Dialga, who controls time. And you'll also have to deal with uh, the leader of Team Galactic, who wants to reverse time to start the world again. Then, you'll have, uh, in Shiny Pearl... Uh, a different Pokemon uh, to catch, which is uh, Dialga, sorry, Palkia, Palkia. Ah, it's been so long since I've played these games. Um, but basically, uh, your mission is to stop uh, uh, Team Galactic in uh, capturing either Dialga or Palkia in uh, shaping or reshaping the universe. Um, and it's actually quite interesting to replay and in these new graphics. Um, there are definitely some uh, changes in the game, including uh, certain Pokemon not being uh, available to begin with. Um, 
but it's not necessarily unplayable because uh, it's it's actually quite a, a good remake. I just wish that some of the Pokemon that were in the previous uh, versions of uh, Diamond Pearl would have been in, in there. For example, Togepi. Togepi was originally in the um, in the Pokedex library, but for some reason, I'm not sure what happened, uh, they basically changed their minds. But, uh, that's my main pet peeve. But everything else about these particular games uh, was uh, really well done. Uh, I liked how they made certain things easier, including the uh, moves that were used uh, to uh, unlock certain areas in the game. Um, but if you are a Pokemaniac, or if you have a child that loves Pokemon, I would definitely recommend it to them. Um, but I would give it a 9 out of 10 for both of them. Uh, I would still believe that they, uh, that they could have, uh, fixed a couple of things. Uh, the graphics though, and the actual, uh, way that they remade the games in the, in these particular forms, uh, were actually quite stunning and visually pleasing. Um, but I would highly recommend them. Um, so... Moving on uh, to some uh, uh, last-minute words. So, um, I want you all to take a moment uh, because I think it's that time of the day where you just need to relax, and I'm going to take this moment as well to relax. Um, I want you all to sit down. You don't have to be naked for this, but it will help. Um... But I would like you just to repeat the mantra that I've been using for the show. And I want you to repeat after me. It is okay for my body to look like this. It is okay for my body to look like this. It is okay for my body to look like this. It is okay for my body to look like this. Now, I want you to repeat that as many times as you wish. Uh, but I would like you just to take a moment, even if it's just uh, five minutes. And you don't have to be naked for this, but I would recommend that you are. Just so you can experience uh, how you feel in your body. And I want you just to be able to take the time just to appreciate your body. Uh I want you to actually be able to be proud of your flaws. Now, as I said in previous episodes, your body is more than okay to look like it is. Um, because, yes, you could be thinner, you could, you could have muscles, uh, you could look different, but your body is your body. You don't have to be able to... Actually, let me rephrase. You don't need to please people by changing your body to appeal to them. You need to, uh, to appeal to your own self, to have your own self-worth. And I know it sounds like a bit of a, uh, of a saying or a metaphor that's used in every self-help book, but take that time. Take that time to acknowledge that you are beautiful. Um, and it's something that I need to take on myself because um, it's something that I'm always going to work on.
accepting myself. So accept yourself every day. Accept yourself in meditation. Accept yourself whenever you leave the house. Just accept yourself and know that it is okay for your body to look like this. It is okay for your body to look like this. Now, on that happy note, uh, I'd like to say a big thank you to everyone who has been listening. I'd like to say a big thank you to everyone who has been uh, sending in their thoughts. I also want to talk more about changing bodies uh, in a later episode because I feel that it's still something that we need to normalize more. because we, as I'm uh, heading to my mid-30s and then the rest of my life, I want to be able to normalize my own changing body, the change that I feel inside, the change I have outwards as well. And we need to normalize this. But on, the, on that positive note, I'm going to let you all go and enjoy your day, everyone. Enjoy the day. Go to a nude club. Sorry, go to a nudist club. Go to a nude beach. Uh, or just stay nude in the house but whatever you do uh, just embrace the body that you have Uh, this has been the naked nerd Uh, live nude and be yourself take care everyone